This morning it is my pleasure to be your speaker. I'm going to introduce myself. I am one of your practitioners here at the center and also known as a happiness expert. I share cutting edge research on positive psychology that enhances your optimism, strengthens your connection to spirit and increases your ability to manage energy and stress in a positive way. My message is instructive inspirational and evidence-based as I bring the soul and science of happiness alive for individuals and organizations. As a professional happiness coach, I have deep insight into individual motivation and I weave this knowledge into my practice, my private practice as well, coaching clients and speaking. I have a regular segment on City TV and I've also been featured on CHED and Seat and uh, Global as well. So it is my true joy this morning to share our theme this month, the month of August is Art, Aesthetics and Nature. And today, it is my delight to share nature with you, the awesome nature of God. Welcome and God morning. How is everyone this morning? Wonderful to have you here. This month, as our theme is art, aesthetics, and nature, I just before we start, would like to ask, who here has used the word stress in the last couple of weeks? Only a couple of you. We've got a very high caliber group here today. If you have thought I'm stressed, felt I'm stressed, or I'm under stress, you have come to the right place this morning. It is my goal to share some tips and tools with you that will alleviate some of that stress. Why do I talk about happiness? Why did I become a happiness expert is a question I am often asked. 15 years ago, if you were to have known me then and know me now, you would notice that I'm quite a bit different than I was. And it's not because I look so much younger today. <laughs> Back then, I wasn't particularly happy. In fact, I often went into what I'll call depression on a fairly regular basis. And back then, I also struggled to understand this idea of God. I thought God was this big white dead guy in the sky who was capricious, who would grant some people happiness, but was leaving me out. Anybody ever felt like they've been left out? Well, you again have come to the right place this morning. So back then, 15 years ago, I was struggling quite a bit. I had become a single parent. I was working in a job that no longer fit. I really didn't have a lot of financial resources. And for a while there, I thought I had hit rock bottom. I was wrong. There was more yet to come. As I was going through this journal journey of struggling, not finding God and not being happy, a few things happened that slammed me back down to the ground. My beloved father died suddenly of a heart attack and that journey was very devastating. One week later, my house was broken into, so I felt personally invaded and 
Many, many things that I treasured were stolen from my home, and I now had no back door and had like this piece of what do you call plywood had to come in, and I just felt at my all time low. So, what did I do? I booked a vacation. I didn't have a lot of resources, but back then I thought, oh, I really need to get. Away. Anybody ever felt like they just wanted to get away? I just wanted to escape the reality of life. It's January, it's cold, and I booked one of those all inclusive vacations. I'm all excited to go on my vacation, and I arrive at the airport three hours early. And the counter that I was booked to fly on was closed. I didn't feel comfortable. But I thought, well, maybe they're just not here yet. And I went to the next counter and I asked them, do you know when they're going to open? And she said, could I have a look at your documents? So I pulled out my stuff and she very nicely told me that my flight had left yesterday. I'm standing at the airport, it's January. I have no vacation because it was one of those all inclusives. It's not like you could take the next flight. There was no insurance coverage for missing your flight. And I'm driving home and I am sobbing. I really felt deserted and abandoned by spirit, by God. It's like this was it. What happened from that point, though, was my absolute resolution to say, you know what? I have had enough. And I am going to put my heart and soul into finding this elusive thing called happiness. I'm going to find out what it is, I'm going to find out where it is, and I'm getting it for myself. And so, from that intention, from that seed, from the depth of that misery, I started to grow. I started to study and learn and practice. What it was that happiness is, so that I could not only be happy, I could share that with others who may be undergoing a similar struggle. That journey, as I suggested, started 15 years ago. And I found some amazing research that supports what we can do to help ourselves become happier people. Would you like to know what some of that research is? Excellent, because I would love to share it with you. Initially, as I began my journey, I was rewarded along the way by the research that I had. When I first started to study, I found out that we all have a happiness set point. How many of you have experienced children and babies? Do all of your children and all of the babies you see seem as happy? So, no. Everybody comes in, some babies are much happier than other babies. I, in fact, did not have a very happy baby when I had one. And again, this is a genetic set point. We come in with that. But the brilliant thing is, even though we come in with a genetic set point, we have the ability to lift that set point. Through our habits, attitudes, practices, and behaviors. And 50% of how we feel can be lifted by our practices. What I found was that the practice of prayer is very, very powerful. The more we pray, 
the better we feel. And so here we are at the Center for Spiritual Living. I became a prayer practitioner. I have utilized and studied how prayer is so effective at helping us to heal our deep wounds and helping to literally rewire our brains. Also, what I found was nature, the healing power of nature. And this month, as I said, our theme is art, aesthetics, and nature. And I thought, what a brilliant segue into happiness because I teach my clients how to elevate their own happiness and the power of nature. God knew what it was doing when it created such beauty in the world around us. How many of you have ever been to the ocean? Quite a few people. What happens when you're at the ocean? Why is our soul yearning for the ocean? Because it is so absolutely healing. Within us, within our bodies, we are salty water. That's 80% of what we're comprised of. What is the ocean comprised of? Salty water. Salt water conducts electricity, which is the other thing that we are. There's enough electricity in the human body to light up New York. When we're at the ocean, we resonate with it because we are like a droplet of that water. The ocean has often been called the womb of the earth. And when we're there, we feel nurtured, we feel safe, and additionally, there is what's called negative ions in the air around these bodies of water that penetrate and permeate our bodies, helping to lift us and heal us. On December 11th, 2010, so almost six years ago, I received an unexpected call. It was from my brother, and he informed me that our beloved mother had had a heart attack and was not expected to live past that week. So all of the family that was here flew to BC to be with her in her remaining days. It was a beautiful experience. We were with her at the moment that she took her last breath and transitioned. As beautiful as that was, it's also heart-wrenching, and I was definitely filled with grief. Her death happened on December the 15th, 10 days before the Christmas celebrations. It really feels awkward when we're grieving and when a loved one has left to choose to celebrate life. How do we carry on? How do we honor the memory of this loved one and at the same time continue forward with our own lives? As our family had booked a holiday to leave on the 25th of December, so 10 days later, I'm thinking, well, how can I go and still honor who my mom was and not feel like I'm abandoning something back here, some idea of what grief should look like or how healing should look. And then I remembered what I studied, what I learned about the science of happiness and the ocean and its capacity to heal. So we left for our vacation and I used walking along the beaches when we were in California 
as a very powerful healing tool to open my heart, to feel connected to spirit, to source, and to allow my mother's passing to be a stepping stone in my life as a rite of passage, as a way to keep moving forward. And allowing ourselves permission to heal, to move forward, and utilizing this vast power of the ocean is an incredibly powerful gift, a tool that you too can utilize in your life and in your healing journey. The ocean is a tool that you can use. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, great, but I can't get to the ocean. No problem, because the ocean is about to come to you. I'm going to invite you to put your feet on the floor and close your eyes for a few minutes, taking this journey with me. As you breathe in to a count of four and exhale to a count of four, allowing your body to be breathed by your breath, remembering that your breath is breathing in spirit. As you breathe in and allow your face to soften and relax and your shoulders to drop away from your ears, inviting this connection to source. In your mind's eye, imagine that you've been magically transported to a tropical island. Find yourself on a white, sandy beach with the turquoise waters sparkling, a beautiful, comfortable lounge chair has appeared for your body to lay on. Breathe in the tangy, salty air. Smell that vibrant, energizing ocean smell. Hearing the sounds of the tropical birds, noticing the breeze caress your skin, the warmth of the sun on your face, allowing yourself to settle into this environment, feeling more relaxed with every breath, and noticing that the staff on the island has already appeared with your favorite drink. Take a sip of this beverage, Feel it slide down your throat, tasting its yumminess. All of your taste buds alive. <sighs> Take another breath and let go of all of your cares, all of your worries, dissolving and disappearing as you relax more and more into this lounge chair. If you're more adventurous, perhaps you leave your lounge chair and step into the water feeling the water at your feet, feeling the sandiness in your toes, luxuriating in this feeling, allowing yourself to melt with relaxation, enjoying the ocean. If you like a wild ocean, in your mind's eye, let the waves crash onto the shore, hearing that sound. If you like a calm, serene ocean, notice how gentle 
and soft the ocean is, allowing this healing to penetrate and permeate your very essence, your soul self. Taking another big breath and letting that sigh come out and knowing that you can recreate this feeling of well-being and relaxation at any time that you choose. Taking a respite from your busy day, from your busy life. A six-minute journey. In your mind now, feeling restored and refreshed, magically transport yourself back here to the Center for Spiritual Living in Edmonton. Now open your eyes and have a little stretch. And welcome back. How many of you enjoyed your experience at the ocean? Yes, how many didn't want to come back? <laughs> Usually there's a few people that don't want to come back. God knew what it was doing when it created nature so that we could utilize its healing powers, our soul's longing for nature. The ocean has its very own energy that resonates with our physical bodies. We can't always make it to the ocean, but there are so many other things that we can do. How many of you have ever been camping? Usually what we find when we're camping is we're surrounded by trees and perhaps mountains. And this has a totally different energy than the ocean. The mountains are a very grounding energy. Trees are very grounding. Has anyone ever hugged a tree? A couple of people. Does that feel so nurturing when we invite the energy of the tree to restore and to heal us? If we're feeling less grounded, when our life storms show up, we might go off kilter. When we're grounded, when the storms come, we sway and bend. We move with what's happening and yet we stay firm. The mountains help us to do that, breathing in the mountain air, breathing in the forest, tremendously healing for us. How many of you have ever picked up a rock either at the river, the water, or in the mountains? Why do we do that? It's like we're called to do that. The rocks in their own miniature size have the same energy as a mountain and they help to ground us as we hold them. We can also use the rocks to absorb something we would like to let go of. Whether it's grief or anger or fear, we can put that into the rock and then release the rock back into a water source or back into the forest by throwing it away. And the rocks are happy to absorb what we're releasing and perfectly capable of regrounding themselves and that energy becomes transmuted into the earth. Very powerful technique that you can use as you need to. If there's something in your body that needs to be released, allow yourself to put it into that rock, that stone. Maybe it's a big boulder that you're not holding but you're sitting in front of and it will take that from you 
will take that burden from you and transmute it into a much higher energy, leaving you free and clear. God knew exactly what it was doing when it created nature for our use. We can also, if you say, well, I can't really get to the mountains. Here in Edmonton, we have some beautiful paths in the river valley. And some of these paths, it's really hard to tell that we're in the city. I strongly encourage you to get outside. Research after research, and I'll read a little bit for you in a few minutes, has proven the absolute power of being in nature. If we have an indoor treadmill, and we have the option to have a walk, and this is some research, maybe I'll just share that with you right now, that if we're divided into two groups and someone works or exercises inside compared to outside, the statistics are huge. One group took a walk around an arbitorium and the other half took a walk down a city street. And when the participants returned and did a memory test, those who walked around the trees, the nature area, had a 20% improvement in their memory and cognition. And another similar study on depressed individuals found that walks in nature boosted working memory, so our memory as we're doing our tasks each day, significantly more than walks in an urban environment. So if you can get outside, do it. Inflammation has been a huge thing for illness and dis-ease here in our culture. And students who spent time in the forest had lower levels of inflammation and in another study, elderly patients who spent a week away in a forest showed reduced signs of inflammation and a positive effect on hypertension. These restorative environments found that our mental energy bounces back even when we just look at pictures of nature. How many people here have a computer? Quite a few. What is your screensaver? What is that picture that you have? I'm going to encourage you to create a scene on your computer to pull a scene of nature, whether it's the ocean, a lake, rivers, or mountains. Even just looking at a picture of nature will help reduce your cortisol level, which is a big cause of stress. The more stressed we feel, the higher our cortisol, the worse we feel. If you just look at this picture, you will find that your entire body starts to resonate. You will recover, you will relieve anxiety, boost your cognition, and boost your health and longevity. So here's a number of strategies. What have we done so far? You've taken a guided visualization. For anyone who stops at the back table, I have a six-minute little audio I can send you if you leave me your email. I have a little six-minute mini vacation booster that I will send you by email. So we have a visualization. What else have you learned so far on boosting your happiness and well-being? Go get back to nature. Go outside, go to the ocean, go for a walk use the river valley, use stones. And some people might say, well, that's all good, but I can't get out. How many of you have a patch of grass nearby your home? 
Excellent. Even a patch of grass, if you can take your shoes off and stand on this grass with bare feet, the Earth's energy, the magnetic energy of the Earth, comes up and heals our body as we draw that energy. In our culture, most of us wear shoes most of the time and we feel less grounded. This practice of taking your shoes off on the grass and the earth is sometimes also called earthing, which if you'd like more statistics on the therapeutic benefits of that. But don't take my word for it. What am I asking you to do? Put it into practice for your own work this week for your well-being. A patch of grass and bare feet is all you need. I don't recommend this activity in February, at least here. You may have to leave to do that. And we also have here in Edmonton the beautiful, uh, what is it called, the pyramids, the Mutart Gardens, yes, which is a beautiful place to go if we can't leave for a winter respite. Okay, so maybe you're saying, well, no, that's still not working. I just can't get out. How many of you have a bathtub at home? Okay, most of us are fortunate to have a bathtub with some water. If you add sea salt or Epsom salt to your bath water, again, the magnetic resonance of our bodies, which is salty water, resonates with the salty water in the bathtub and you can release stress, depression, anxiety, anger into the salty water and it goes down the drain and leaves you feeling refreshed. So many ways that we can literally increase our own happiness quotient, that we can feel more alive, vibrant and healthier than ever before. God knew exactly how to help us relieve depression and anxiety. Cortisol will drop by as much as 12% in a nature walk. And we invite this healing into our bodies to boost your health and longevity. My sister who struggles with multiple sclerosis also noticed in Hawaii how much more energy and how much more ability she had to move her body. So there is energy in every place, healing energy. And I'm going to encourage us here in Edmonton, as each of us practices these healing principles that God has given us, that this energy sweeps out into our environments and helps Edmonton be a place that heals, helps us to create a world that works for everyone. So again, I invite you to utilize this power that's available, the oceans, the mountains, visualization, salt water, grounding into the earth, using a stone. God has given us this awesome power of nature so that we may feel alive, connected to this source, substance, and supply. So please take your own work seriously this week as you go and practice these principles to increase your happiness. And if you're looking for even more ideas, tips and tools, I have some books and CDs at the back and I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have on utilizing the power 
of happiness in your own lives. And thank you so much for joining us and celebrating with us this morning.